You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. I have to tell you, I just got a text from my nephew, Josh. He's in Hawaii. And uh, he said, hey, look what came up on my podcast feed. And it was Tim Talks. And uh, he said, hey, I sent it to a couple of guys. And he sent me a copy of the picture that he sent. And it said, my uncle is the degenerate that does the big slurp at the beginning. (laughs) I said, that degenerate has almost 5,000 listeners. (laughs) So take that, you little brat. So that's kind of nice. So we're going to pick up Hawaii. So we're, we're spanning the globe. There you go. Awesome. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing just absolutely awesome. How about you with your uh, storm oh. that hit last week? Oh, man. it uh, Pretty good. We had some uh, hydro lines, some power lines down. Uh, Brother Holland was without power for about a day. Um, wow. The roads were, the roads were slick, but uh, they were well-equipped. They got the salters out in the middle of the night. I woke up this morning. I drove about 35 minutes to London, and most of the pavement was pretty clear, so pretty good. But we got, um, I'd say about a quarter inch of ice, uh, pretty good pretty mm. good wallop of ice. So we got mm-hmm. pellets and freezing rain and all that. So I tried to scrape somebody's window off for them, and man, it was, it was tough. It was mm. thick. So, but we survived, and we're ready to go, and uh, bring it again. Bring it on. It's Canada. That's all winter is. We're good. Yeah, it's Canada, eh? So that's yeah. Wednesday morning, it was pretty cold. By Wednesday night after church, it was really balmy, and it's been beautiful all day. I mean, this does not feel like February in Ohio. Well, it's it's cold here. It's about um, uh, let's see, you guys freeze at thirty two, so it's about twenty eight degrees here tonight. So not too bad. Yeah, we we can we were easily in the sixties. Wow! Nice. Yeah. You got. You didn't get any. You didn't get anything at all. Any kind of winter we weather got at all. Water. That's it. Wow. You know, just rain. Nice. Well, and drizzling we had, at that wasn't even heavy. Yeah, we had a strong front come in from the west as well, so it picked up uh, off of Lake Superior and Erie mm. and dumped it on us. So, but hey, we're tough. I put my ice skates yeah. on. I headed out, skated over to the church, and. <laughs> <laughs> Ran the Zamboni in the nursery. It's awesome. Yeah, there you it's go. All good. Me, I'd put <laughs> chains on my shoes and go walking. There you go. There you go. Wow. Well, it's great to see you again as always, and looking forward yes. to being with you in just uh, about a week yeah, or so. About a week. A over a yeah. week. Yeah, that's gonna be good. We'll get some serious recording done, and awesome, awesome, awesome. Oh well, I was looking forward to some fun recording, not serious recording. Oh well, I mean serious fun recording. <laughs> a serious amount of recording there we go a serious amount of fun recording oh it's always fun when we get together it's fun over zoom but it's really fun oh yeah same, it is yes same, it is the same studio yeah 
Awesome. And with the backdrop you have, folks, you can't see this, but Brother Wolven has got an incredible office. It's uh, it's a wall it's a of, penthouse. of glass. Yeah. yeah, it's a penthouse. Yeah. yeah. So he's moved from the bowels of the church up to the penthouse. Um, amazing. The floor is incredible. Nice sheen on it. <laughs> we'll have to get a picture and post it. It looks really amazing. Nice. What a video I, backdrop does. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. How do you like the look of my dining room? <laughs> awesome. It's new paint. It's new paint. <laughs> we painted just for Tim Talks, so it looked better. It sure, it sure beats the uh, uh, the guest bedroom. Oh, the guest bedroom in the stairwell, yeah. under the stairwell. Oh, where it yeah, all began. under the stairwell. You know, you, you know, had I'm pretty good sound that came out of there. There was good sound, i got to yeah. tell you. I'm thinking about going down there and just doing, uh, you know, just a, a memory lane kind of thing. I'll just do it from there. Be awesome. I can hear Barbara Streisand now. That's Memories right. <laughs> the corners of my mind. Man, you sound just like her. I, I close my no, eyes. <laughs> my voice is higher. <laughs> and you're not near as liberal. <laughs> I can hear the conservative tone of your voice for sure. So last week, as this airs, it would be last week we were yeah. at a preacher's meeting in Willoughby and two or three pastors said I could tell as soon as the young people started uh, talking and you started ganging yeah. up on them they said uh oh this is going to get bloody but then they said you you backed off a little bit you know so yeah we did, we did. <laughs> he said this was going to this was going to get pretty bad <laughs> <laughs> it could have we could have crucified those kids but now we we went to the compassionate, tender, grandfatherly side, yes. and uh, gave him a break. But next time, it's a, a kinder, gentler podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, they haven't heard they haven't heard the last one yet. <laughs> they haven't heard that. So <laughs> there you go. All right. So here's the question of the week from the filling filling mailbag. Um, somebody asked from here in Canada, from British Columbia, asked, what is the process of entering the ministry? How do you go from sitting in a classroom or a pew, God calls you, how do you get into those final stages of, we say, full-time ministry? How does that happen? Where would you begin with that? Probably the first thing you need to do is get some tennis balls or get some, um, you know, mm -hmm. hand balls and start squeezing yeah. them and getting your heart, mm -hmm. hands and your forearms very strong. Yes. And then that way you can sneak behind your pastor as he's preaching, grab the rug and jerk it real hard. And so that's where you start. <laughs> I thought you were going to see for stress relief because you're going <laughs> to need it. <laughs> I was talking to our pastor the other day. He's been pastoring now for uh, just right around five, coming up on five years, I think. And that uh, long, goodness. Yeah, no, man, it's flying. Wow. It's pretty close, four, four and a half, I think. And uh, I said, so how you doing? He goes, oh, man, oh, man. I said, hey, you wanted to be a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> and he got one of the greatest churches in Canada. Imagine if he got a bad one. He followed the perfect example of pastoring. That's well, the, that's that's the difficulty, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, how can no you question. improve upon perfection? That's true. That's true. 
<laughs> so seriously, what would you tell somebody? Let's let's start from the very beginning of you know the call of God, and we've talked about this a fair bit of late. But there are a lot of questions about that. The call of God, assuring that, and then going from there. What would you say? Yeah, first thing is that you would surrender to the Lord, and you'd want to make that surrender public. Sometimes mm-hmm. we go to the altar and we deal with things. Sometimes we stay in the pew during the invitation and try to, uh, you know, get things settled with the Lord. But you need, I would encourage someone to go forward and dedicate themselves at the altar and then have their name read and make a Mm -hmm. public decision to let everyone know, first of all, so they can pray for you. Secondly, it helps you be held accountable. So, you know, Maybe you're 13, 12, 16, 19, maybe even 25. Well, you know, after you either get out of school and get a job and people are assuming, well, you're going to get some training. Well, I don't know if I'm going to do that. And that helps you. People will say, well, listen, I've been praying for you. What happened? Yeah. Well, I don't think. Well, wait, you said this was a decision. And, and so mm-hmm. it helps you to stay accountable. Um, mm-hmm. You know, first of all, you're, but most importantly, you're accountable to God. So that's the very first thing. Whenever you know it and you surrender, then you need to immediately make it a public decision to your church. Yeah. Yes, I like that. I think that's really good. And I think that is beneficial. And, I think if you're a pastor today and you've got young people and you think they are considering the ministry, I would suggest that the pastor let people know that if if somebody did come forward, that would happen so that they're going to make sure of that decision. And it's not just an emotional plea. You know, somebody's preached that, you know, the... You've acted on emotion rather than the actual call of the Lord um, and make sure of that. And as you wrestle with that, because the question is, how do I know what the call of God is? As we've said before, you will know. You'll know when God calls you. He makes it very Mm -hmm. clear. Sometimes it's very loud. Sometimes it's that small, still voice. Uh, But you will know in your heart of hearts that God has called you. You won't be able to let go of that. And I would then begin praying, God, if this is your intention, you know, cement that in my heart. Let me know that. And when I'm when I'm pretty sure of that, I'm going to check with my pastor. I'm going to check with my parents. I'm going to check maybe with some of my friends, a youth pastor, some older people in the church to say, could could you see me doing this? Is this something that you could maybe see in my life? And uh, hopefully they're going to say, yes, we see that. God's got his hand on you. And then, then you can make that public uh, decision and, and cement that in. I like that very, very much. From there, um, they go forward and, you know, it's announced. They're going to go in the ministry. Let's say they're 17 years old. Let's just pick a number, 17. What's that 17-year-old do now? You get involved in ministry now unless you're already involved. You right. must. You don't wait until you're graduating um, you don't start delineating, well, if it's speaking, I will do this. But if it's not speaking, then I won't mess with something that lowly. Oh, no. Mm. You get no. busy, roll up your sleeves, and start working mm-hmm. for God. Learn what it is to minister. 
Whenever mm-hmm. we minister, we are helping others. We are lifting others up. We are uh, promoting them to Christ. And so there is, if there is no soul that's too low for the Lord, there's no ministry that's beneath someone who's called to preach. Mm-hmm. I say this, you know, carefully. If you aren't willing to clean the toilets of the church, I don't believe God's going to use you to take care of the greater tasks. Um, he, he who is least is going to be greatest, and who's greatest is least. And if you're not willing to do the menial tasks uh, of the church, I, I don't think God's going to really want you to take care of some of those major things of the church. Um, and, and when people see you willing to do that, boy, that's going to really encourage them to uh, promote you to those other things. And I, when I had a young man come work for me, that's one of the first things I had them do. If they wouldn't do that, then I knew there was a problem. And if they thought that was beneath them. So I'd encourage those kind of things. And uh, I, I think in, in my own heart, uh, I have to be begging God to help me do the things that are just part of my Christian life to the fullest. I, I need to be oh, reading yes. my Bible. I need to be praying. Yes. I need to be witnessing. I need to be tithing. Uh, I need to be serving. And if I'm not doing those things now, why would I do them as I get farther along in the ministry? And to do the general will of God before the specific will of God, I think is a must. And if you're not doing those things, you've got to get doing those things. Then I would uh, wrap yourself up in giving out the gospel. Become Mm -hmm. a soul winner. Because truly... What we do many times in the pulpit is we're trying to lead groups to Christ. And so that gives us that opportunity of the experience of dealing with individuals. And so you're, you're basically just dealing with individuals in a group. And so start telling people the gospel. Start becoming bold in giving out the word of God. You don't have to be mean, don't have to be nasty, Mm -hmm. but you Mm -hmm. do need to be busy in doing the Lord's work. And so, uh, you know, as you are reading your Bible and praying, uh, I don't think that you need to begin studying and preparing messages. Now, if somebody asks Mm -hmm. you, can you give a testimony? Can you preach at a nursing home? Can you give Mm -hmm. the devotion at the teen event? Whatever it may be, can you help in junior church, uh, you know, give a lesson in junior church or maybe a character study, you know, great, you know, do that as much as you can, but but don't become an elitist in your mm-hmm. service for the Lord. Uh, make it all about trying to give the gospel to people, whether groups, mm-hmm. individuals, uh, friends, people at school. You know, get consumed with giving out the gospel because that's really the basis of what we're doing most of the time. Right. I would say that you also need to watch those in the type of ministry that you think God's calling you to. Now, for most, this happened with me and maybe with you as well. I at first didn't think I'd be a pastor. I didn't think God could use me as a pastor. I don't think I didn't think I was equipped to be a pastor. So I thought I'm going to be a youth pastor. Well, you so were I right. began watching. 
I know. Yeah, I was. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I set that one up. You hit it right out of the park, man. Um, I started watching youth pastors and seeing what they did and listen to what they said and how they handled situations. And I, I thought, I'm going to I'm going to start you know, watching as best I can how they conduct themselves so that I could maybe mimic some of that. And I saw some of the things that they did that I thought, well, I wouldn't do that. And you don't want to be critical and, and you don't want to nitpick, but I definitely wanted to see what a youth pastor did and was. And then God began to change my heart and I began to think, maybe I could pastor, maybe God would use me. And I just said, God, if if you can use me, I mean, I'm willing. And God began to prepare me for that. And I began listening to my pastor preach. And I thought, wow, that's, that's neat how he did that. And I like how he put that together and how these verses fit. And I remember asking my pastor's son, uh, Dr. Harry Starkin Jr., what does your dad do all day? And I said, <laughs> I, I really didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm a kid. I'm, you know, 16, 17. And I, I don't know. And so he told me. And so I began to watch those things. I watched for those things. He goes on visitation. You know, he goes to the hospital. And as I got older, I began to ask if I could participate in some of those things so yes. I could see firsthand. And so that that learning process of watching and listening and, you know, making mental notes, sometimes writing things down, keep a ledger of, of things that you could do. I think that would be beneficial, too, if you're just getting started. Yeah. Now, for me, I was the opposite. Uh, with my dad being a pastor, I just right. assumed I was probably going to be a pastor. And so yeah. um, I prayed every single day for four years in Bible college that I'd get to come back to my home church. And even yeah. whenever I came back, I just assumed I was only going to be there for a little while. And after I was there about four years, I sort of took it upon myself to say, well, I'm ready. You know, and I and I started looking for a place to pastor, and the Lord just showed me very clearly, wait on me. And so my surrender more in the ministry was, okay, Lord, I know I'm in the center of God's will. I'm going to stay here until you contact me. You know my phone mm-hmm. number. You know my address. So mm-hmm. I know I'm in the will of God, so I'm not going to ever look again for any situation, uh, I'm just going to stay where I'm planted. And so, uh, you know, I was the other way around. Of course, I got to talk, being called to preach early, I got to talk to my dad a lot about things in the ministry. And and because mm-hmm. I've always loved church, even before I was called to preach, uh, and I love being in church, love being active in church, um, you know, he talked a lot about the ministry, not not private things about people, but you know, just very aware of different of different situations and and different problems. So, yeah, I, uh, I much the same. Um, my dad was a welder and uh, worked with precast steps and ride on railings. And I prayed for four years. God, please don't let me come back here. Please don't make me do that for a living. That's way too hard of work. That's way too much for too little. And God, if you would let me go in the ministry, I pray. I pray that you'd let me. So that's where I ended up. So but you learned to work. Oh, buddy. Yeah. yeah. My my dad gave me a lot of good character uh, traits, uh, just watching him work and making me work and do those things. So absolutely. If yeah. you're a All lazy right. young man, don't bother yep. going to the ministry. No, no, 
No, you can you can go on the ministry and be lazy, but you'll never you'll never do what God needs you to you'll do. Hurt, you'll you'll never hurt do it. the ministry more you if will. you're lazy. You will absolutely. Well, let's wrap it up there. Our time has slipped by us, and um, yep, we'll uh, pick this up on uh, Wednesday. Uh, we'll maybe, maybe talk, talk about, about you know, the those training next steps. Yeah, the training, ordination, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that'd be good. And uh, we'll do that on Wednesday. So I'm glad God called me in the ministry, and I'm glad Amen. He called you in the ministry too. Amen. And I'm begging. I am begging young men that are listening to this. I am begging you to ask God if you can be in the ministry. We desperately need you here in Canada. We need 150 young men desperately. And if God will be calling you, man, I would love to help you come and be a part of this great nation and the churches here if you would uh, let... Uh, the Lord have his will and way and have you come here. So thank you for that. I'm Al Stone. And uh, as I uh, speak tonight, uh, I will be in Tennessee uh, preaching right now. And uh, then I'll be off to the Carolinas, Rock Hill, South Carolina. Amen. Looking forward to that. Some great meetings. So praise the Lord for that. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Please give us a rating, a review. And please uh, subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. We look forward to being a part of your week. My pastor instilled in our hearts in Bible school that the first duty of preachers is to preach. Amen. And uh, we need some preachers. God bless you. This is Tim Talks. We hope that you'll be back with us on Wednesday. We look forward to then. Have a great day. This is the Tim Talks. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.